Hey, Laura, sorry about that. I, I lost you there for a second. That's okay. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. It was me fidgeting with my screen. Um, but now I'm back to the actual uh, screen that I'm supposed to be. So again, uh, this is Jackson Live with Laura, and she's the author of International Love on the Amalfi Coast. And she's also the beauty buster, and you're able to see her links at jatsonlive.com to buy her book, buy her skincare line, uh, contact her. And we're here asking you questions about your wonderful story with Mariela and Lorenzo and the Italian words. You said we're going to find a couple of Italian words for us and, and kind of explain to us the little meaning behind them. And uh, what else did you find? What else do you want to talk about? Um, I'm trying to think of some others. Well, there's parts where I quote Dante in here. Yes. Um, yes. When, when she first meets him. Um, trying to find that where she first meets him and then they are out boating together and they realize, oh, they, <laughs> they, they, from her studying Italian, she knows some of the same Italian that he does. Mm. Um, and because they both know Dante. So they were kind of bonding over knowing some Italian poetry. And that's kind of where, you know, they realize that, oh, I guess, you know, they're a little bit more than, you know, he's a little bit more than just being good looking. And she's just not like some bimbo on vacation, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes in when you meet people, that's really what happens. You know, like you end up finding things that you realize, oh, we do have something in common. And yeah, it's so nice that you do find that with somebody. Mm -hmm. So there's one part where he, Lorenzo, they're out boating on their first date and he holds her face and says, tanto gentile, tanto honesta pare. Mm. which means so kind and honest, it seems, when you're looking at her face, and he's quoting Dante. And then she, I looked deep into his eyes, speaking as Mariella, and said, La donna mia, quando ella atrui salute, which means my woman when she greets others. <laughs> so, so kind and honest, it seems, my woman when she greets others. Yeah, so she kind of like finishes the quote for him, which is so sweet. <laughs> yeah. really so his eyes got so big and a look of total shock came over his face hmm. okay so then, you know they go on quoting to each other and then yeah. there's a couple words like grazie mille which is thanks a lot yeah and allora and, and that's and that's actually one then, word they kind of mean it like okay you know what that's actually one word that um as a reader mm -hmm. it's easy to remember grazie you know i actually know how to say uh thank you in a couple of languages so you know i'll add grazie to my toolbox um because if you run into an italian you can just say grazie and yes, you're done with grazie. it you know you don't have to say nothing else um i actually do it too with um when i'm in some stores where they sell um you know i i, I smoke hookah so sometimes i have to go buy uh tobacco mm -hmm. uh when i'm too lazy to order online i just want to go inside a store and you know i can say shokran you know and and that means thank you as well so um it's nice to pick up those little words you know in spanish is gracias so you know even if you don't speak the word but you're you the language or you're not from the the, the place you're always able to say grazie to an italian you know chukran to an arab and um gracias to a spanish person <laughs> so <laughs> it, it makes it good yeah you know because yeah, you always want to know a couple words if you're going to travel and thank yeah. you and bathroom yes <laughs> bathroom is a huge one you know nothing else bathroom <laughs> sure. is a huge one because if not you're you're out of luck <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot one, of one of the words in the book 
is um, dragonfly because that plays a big part of some of the sim symbolism in the book and that's mm. Libalula. Oh, and, and that's so cool because um, Libalula, you know, you know, one thing um, I have a, a friend. I, I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen him on my Facebook or not because we're on Facebook together. Uh, Mauricio, who owns a restaurant uh, or used to own a restaurant in Sarasota, but he still owns other stuff down there. And a lot of times when he does his um, his uh, reels, they'll be in Italian. Oh. And because I've been listening to him speaking in Italian and, you know, he used to be my, my skincare client when I was in Florida. Uh, he would say words in, in Italian and I think my ears a little tuned in comparison to reading it. And I have noticed that a lot of words, if I pay close enough attention, I can decipher what the word is. So oh, yeah. the word that you use just now. Yeah. So the word that you use just now, um, say it again. Libelula. Yeah. Libelula in Spanish, the word for dragonfly is libelula. There you go. So I that's mean, interesting. From so many similar roots. Yeah. Cause they're Latin. So, cause they're Latin. Yeah. So, um, um, I go to Latin mass and it's all done in Latin. And yeah. I'm always surprised how much I know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, uh, you know, that is something that I did enjoy, uh, to be honest, uh, cause I was able to follow along with some of it, not all of it, but there's, uh, you know, there was a little bit that I had learned in high school, a little bit that I learned in my, uh, energy healing, cause in energy healing, they're speaking a lot in Latin. And, um, when, um, when we went to your wedding, I was able to pick up a lot of it. And I saw, that's how I knew where he was because it was written on the pamphlet. And I was like, oh, he's here, <laughs> you know, um, but I don't pick up all of it. But it's cool that you, you get to have that experience because, you know, it's beautiful to be able to be part of other languages and, and, and submerge yourself in that. And, um, and sometimes, like you said, it's interesting how much you actually understand or know when you don't even speak it. So that's uncanny to me. But that could be uh, because we're all, you know, connected to source. And with that being said, uh, your book has a really good spiritual aspect to it. And I wanted to take this time to talk a little bit about Padre Peel oh. because he's on there. OK, and. When it comes to the listeners, this is a romance book. This is a travel guide. This is a food guide. This is, you know, um, a, a humorous a, a comedy, um, romantic comedy, you can say. Um, yeah, it's also, yeah, it also has inspirational aspects to it. It has also uh, self-development, you know, in there um, because she develops. You know, uh, and I've seen that from from what I read uh, and I'm just picking up random pages and reading them. But I have noticed how even her self-esteem uh, grows within the story of the book. So for anyone looking, you know, for even a inspirational story of self-help, this book would, I mean, it would even help with that as well, because it gives you sometimes the testimony of somebody who did this, you know, and Mariela goes through all those changes. Um, but it's also um, a spiritual story in the sense that there is spiritual aspects and Padre Pio is one of them. So for most people who do not know who Padre Pio is, uh, can you tell us just basically um, who he was, 
you know, and what he did. And then the reason why you also put him on the book. Okay, well, that's a loaded question. But yes, it's like a gun, <laughs> fire away. Is, the simple uh, answer is that Padre Pio um, was a priest in Italy, mm -hmm. in San Giovanni Rotondo, and he was also a Franciscan friar. And he um, was, I mean, San Giovanni Rotondo is not easy to get to, and it's at the top of a mountain in southern Italy. He died in 1968. So, mm -hmm. like, we have video of him, you know, many people know him. He built a humongous hospital, state-of-the-art hospital in Italy, and um, he's pretty much, like, the patron saint of Italy. Like, everybody knows him. There's pictures all over, of him all over Italy on the streets. There's little shrines and, and all over the place. Like, very, very beloved man um, and an, an incredible priest, and he was very... Um, very outspoken and very um black and white to the point which is what you know people loved about him and then you know people who were not good people didn't like about him <laughs> so he also did he was able to read souls he could buy locate he could tell people um you know words of knowledge things that were going to happen to them things mm -hmm. that they should do mm -hmm. uh, which way to go what choice to make and when he he would give confession for 15 hours a day and, and and just so many people and many of the confessions were very life-changing oh. because he could read souls and and people would go in there and say oh forgive me father for i have sinned and he's like you're not sorry for your sin get out of my confessional and he'd start yelling at them to get out of the confessional wow. because he knew or they'd say oh i you know i yelled at my wife he's like oh please you yelled at your wife how one how come you're not telling me about the time you cheated on your wife 30 years ago with the lady in france you know wow and people yeah like really really intense. so so he had he had um natural abilities um which which are you know the, everybody on earth has abilities we have them uh, whether they're activated or not, you know, it depends on, you know, where you are in your life, right? Or whether or not you're supposed to be activated at the time. So it's wonderful to see that Padre Pio was very much in tune, um, with those abilities and that he was able to help people, but also was able to go ahead and weed out the people that were not being honest. Yes, he was very, very much known for that. So like you, but people would go there as well who, maybe to prove him wrong or to see if he's really going to know what this is. And he always pretty much did like, you're not going to get over on this priest. Um, mm -hmm. And so people became very, very, very devout to him mm -hmm. in terms of what he was doing and trying to do in the church and to um, really bring people closer to Jesus, which is the job of a priest. Yeah. So people, he had a very loyal following, which also, which enabled him to build you know, raise millions of dollars to build the hospital, mm -hmm. uh, state-of-the-art hospital. So it's actually over about six million people a year go there. I think every year to the Padre Pio shrine in Italy, and it's wow. a little town on top of a mountain. And you think about, you know, where <laughs> six million people a year are going yes, to this place, and most people never heard of them. Yeah, you know what? Um, the only reason why I heard about them was because, like I mentioned, I have family in um in the Philippines. And so, you know, for years I have seen um, them, you know, posting information about Padre Pio. But, you know, I kind of like 
I had kind of looked at it, but I never really looked at his face. <laughs> so, because <laughs> I, I really didn't, I, I kind of like, oh, okay, Padre Pio, that's cool, you know. So I knew the name, <laughs> but I didn't know the face. Um, and I didn't know, you know, where he had come from or anything like that. I didn't know the backstory. Um, and it's interesting how in the Philippines, he's huge because there's a lot of churches with his uh, stuff. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, I was only in Costa Rica for when I was very little, very young, and I came to America. And But I don't remember uh, Padre Pio stuff in Costa Rica. Um, but I do have an experience where I went to Costa Rica one time, and um, my aunt's like, hey, I'm going to be doing the – it's like a – like a walk that people do across the country. They walk on their feet, their knees, their hands, whatever it is that they can walk on. And they, they try to do it for miles until they can get to where this church is at, where there was a, a Mary that was seen there and they can get like holy water and stuff. And I told mine, yeah, yeah, I'll go with you. I'll volunteer. And uh, I did not know that she was like a big um, head of something there to volunteer. And she wasn't just volunteering. She was heading the volunteering. So I was like, oh, shoot, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, uh, pick whatever you want to pick. And uh, <laughs> I picked to uh, help outside. And uh, uh, to my uh, – I didn't know this because, <laughs> you know, those are experiences that you can only have when you go to a third world country, right? Um, I was charging what the equivalent of two quarters is, one quarter for one roll uh, – not one roll, but – um like um if you were to grab toilet paper <laughs> and uh go around in your on your hand once that was one quarter if you wanted two of those little hand rolls <laughs> of the toilet paper those two quarters so <laughs> so i ended up getting paper cuts from toilet paper as i was handing out toilet paper for a quarter or two <laughs> oh, wow. but i did get to see uh hundreds and hundreds of people making that trek and that journey, you know, so I can imagine that for Padre Pio, you know, and in this part of the mountain where it's very, you know, hard to get to, that must be amazing to to go see. Yeah, it's really beautiful up there and it's very remote and, um, you know, everything there in that town is about Padre Pio because he was so, he was so, so, so famous and world known. And even during World War II, they were trying to bomb that town. Hmm. And the pilots said they saw a monk flying in the air and prevented them from <clears throat> bombing the town. <laughs> wow. The, yeah. And these were American pilots. Yeah. And yeah. So it's a manifestation of, of his spirit. So that's pretty cool. Because yes, um, so he could bilocate. And then they went yeah. back to Italy, those pilots, to meet Padre Pio because they recognized his face when they saw mm. him in the news somewhere. Mm. And because they, they're all trying to find out who is this monk flying in the air that won't let us bomb this town. That's so interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so tell us, um, why was it that, I mean, did you pick him to put him on the book because he, you know, his image is everywhere in Italy and you were trying to go and put some components of, you know, Italian uh, life or, is there more to that? You know, is there more to to it than just that? Um, I wanted him in the book because I am a spiritual daughter of Padre Pio. And so my part of my life's mission is to spread his word to people, mm. to bring them 
closer to Jesus. So they, when they start looking at Padre Pio, there's this great free movie on YouTube about him mm. that when you're like, what, How, who is this guy? How have I never heard of him? Then, you, you know, it, it brings you more into the mysteries of God and the miracles and, you know, the truth. So that's why he's in there and featured there. And there's, a, you know, there's enough books about Padre Pio. So how am I going to bring him into a way to people that might not have ever heard of him? Yeah. Before? And then and then it makes it more more real for people as well, because within the story, like you said, it's a love story between, you know, two characters, um, a romance that, you know, develops as as it as it as a book involves and it brings all those components the, the travel the food the you know the religious beliefs of you know of Padre Pio and and God and uh source and it helps the clients uh they're sorry if I say clients I'm so used to saying clients because of skincare you know <laughs> and because of energy work I'm so used to saying clients so the readers you know they captivates the readers um you know, fancy of all these other different things that are happening. So the book is great because, you know, whether you're a spirit person or not, you can read it and still get something out of it. Whether you want to read it because you want to learn more about the Amalfi Coast and the areas in Italy, you can read it. If you want a really fun, amazing and um, captivating love story, uh, you can read it. If you're looking for books that help you with your self-esteem and your self-development, this is also a good book because you're able to see through the character's development how you can also apply that to yourself. So, um, like I said, with the little that I, I read, um, because I'm, I'm getting like um, different pieces of the book and reading it uh, for my clients and an audience on uh, TikTok and on my um podcast and i'm able to read um some of the parts of the book to them and let them know like you know the characters and and meet them a little bit and um and to me that has been fun to be honest yeah none of us are you know a single facet i mean hopefully we are all multifaceted so, you know, you can watch a Hallmark movie and, you know, there's a couple facets going on, a couple things about the person's personality, but really there's not that much. Pretty much, you know, carbon copies of every character. But that's fine. That's why we love Hallmark. It's just mindless easy. But, uh, you know, I wanted to write something with more a romance, a light, fun romance, but mm -hmm. with more depth and meat to the book than just the romance. So she's a multifaceted person you know expanding her horizons and finding out who she is and where she is in this who she is in this world and this is all all of these things these surrounding issues and and parts are all the things that make her up she's not just a college girl in italy having fun with a romance mm -hmm. she's it's all different aspects of her personality are brought into this so that's how I was able to bring, or that's why I also wanted to bring in all these different facets of who she is to make her a complete character, not just some girl, you know, on vacation. Yeah. And then, um, there is something too, that when we did, well, when you did one of the, um, the first events on Facebook, uh, when it comes to your book, the international love of the Amalfi coast, and again, for those who are joining us, you can uh, learn more about Laura and her book, The International Love on the Mafia Coast, as well as to where to buy the book and information on how to contact her and her skincare line uh, through JetsonLive.com. And the links are on the tab that says Arthur uh, Spotlight. 
So uh, one more thing that you were doing were drinks and wine. So uh, tell me more about that because the book has some food aspects, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Italy. <laughs> so <clears throat> there's definitely going to be all about food. And in many cases, I go into a, a lot of detail about the food or how it's made and, you know, which restaurant I had that food at uh, or and and why it was so good. And that the fact that they're using fresh ingredients mm -hmm. and they grow a lot of their own food, like a lot of restaurants will have gardens and use that garden to you know, make your food, mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to herbs, because that's so easy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a restaurant in the book where it's called Los Scolio in Massa Lubrense, and they have a fish tank, a huge fish tank in the middle of like maybe 20 feet across, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, huge. And it's like big, huge stones, like, or the perimeter. And, um, the fish that the fishermen catch that day comes up and they put it in that fish tank. Mm -hmm. And like when we were there, we ordered fish and they're like, well, not yet. And we're like, what do you mean? Not yet. Cause they didn't speak a lot of English. And I'm like, what do you mean? Not yet. They're like, no, not yet. And they're like, well, wait, a shvet, a shvet though, which means wait. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. But then like the fisherman comes in, brings them the fish. And then like that fish later, you know, 15 minutes later is on my plate. Mm. so like that's the kind of fresh food wow that's really fresh yeah. <laughs> that's that's like when uh you, you know how sometimes you wait for the waiter and the waiter takes forever to bring your food and you're like what are they doing back there did they go to the to the farm right. to go get the chicken <laughs> yeah, exactly. this one is like yeah the, the the fishermen did go to the ocean to go get your fish <laughs> literally yeah. so, 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 yeah, so like the, that's the kind of experience you'll have in Italy that you know you get that in America really. Yeah, so so that that's fun, you know, that's exciting. So you know, for those of you who love a good romance, who love a a book that is about culinary, that is also about you know music and um and so much more, the International Love on the Amalfi Coast by Laura would be great. And then can you pronounce your last name for me because I do have a little bit of dyslexia and I have a hard time pronouncing your last name. Condon. Condon. It's so hard for me to say that. Condon. Like, I don't know why <laughs> either. In the book, that fish tank, mm -hmm. later on in the story, um, the, the girl villain who's trying to get Lorenzo back, mm. she's leaning over the fish tank trying to like touch Lorenzo and like get him back. She actually drops her Gucci sunglasses and her phone in the fish tank. Mm. Well, don't don't spoil too much for the guys. They're you know waiting for that book, but that's exciting to know that she gets her you know her stuff yeah. in the fish tank. And yeah, ha um, like, just know, out of curiosity, throws hair, like throws her hair to the side and like tilt her head, and the the glasses go whoop, right into the drink. <laughs> <gasps> that's just um just out of curiosity. How deep do you think this fish tank is? Laura. Yeah. Oh, what was it? How what? Oh, how deep you think this fish tank is? Um. Well, I would say it's maybe about four or five, four feet high. Five, mm -hmm. four, about four feet high, something like that. Well, because nice. it's hard to like, you can't. It's hard to look over it, and yeah, it's I, I it's pretty high. It's humongous. Mm. And then, um, for those people that are listening, um, 
I would like to ask a question um, because some people like to read when they're traveling. You know, they could be like on a plane reading a book. They could be on the beach reading a book. They could just be on their on their living room. Um, some people like to know how long it would take to read your book. So what do you think is the average time to go ahead and read your book? Um, I have no idea. It's 200 and 30 pages okay. it's a very fast read mm-hmm. um you know, so so definitely a plane ride because um that you could read that in two hours it's, if you really like if you really wanted to like go ahead and read it fast uh or you could go ahead and sit there and sip you know cafe coffee or wine and then read it uh slowly <laughs> like like it like they say in italy you know there's slow cooking and i slow reading I say get some wine. Mhm. Oh, are you there still? We're having a little bit of technical. Get off in the morning mm-hmm. with, you know, espresso or cappuccino. Yeah, and then um, mentioning wine, okay? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, correct me if I'm uh, incorrect here, but I think and I believe that don't you sell wine? Yes, I sell uh, an organic, clean, crafted wine that has no added sugar and no pesticides. Mm, okay, so um, yes. and they're able to go ahead and find that on your website, right? Yes. Okay, yes. perfect. So if you guys also want a little wine to go with that book, uh, go ahead and go to. <laughs> they have wine from Italy. Uh, we have wine from Italy, definitely for sure. They are triple tested at um, USC. For you know, no added sugar, no pesticides, mm-hmm. and um, uh, n- no preservatives. It has a little bit. Some have no sulfites. Some have a little, but that's it. Does it does it say on the uh, for people who don't like sulfites, yes. you're able to go to know which wine has and which one doesn't. Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So yes. again, if you want to get some wine from Laura and also enjoy her book, go to jacksonlive.com, click on the links on the author spotlight and you will see her information there, the link to the book, the link to the website, how to contact her, um, where to get a skincare line and where to get her wine. You know, for those of you who are a little bit of a wino. <laughs> um, well, they have Prosecco and they actually have incredible I love Prosecco. Coffee. Yeah, they have incredible coffee that um, mm. It's very clean crafted coffee as well because coffee is one of the most toxic drinks because of all the pesticides that they put yeah, in it. Yeah. And, and what Americans get is really crappy coffee, I have to say. We get the worst and why a lot of times it tastes bitter because they give us the worst beans and then they roast them really too much, over roast them to burn them. Mm. And that's why like Starbucks has like this burnt coffee bitter taste. It's because they, it's the crappiest, worst coffee and they just burn it and so people don't know any difference yes and as you know and as you know i'm from costa rica originally so so i have great coffee every single day (laughs) because i only drink costa rica coffee (laughs) but to get that good coffee it costs a lot yeah yeah mine's all imported so like i i have uh, family members that bring me coffee when i go to costa rica i bring a lot of coffee um, you know, we have uh, visitors that come over yearly that bring us bags of coffee. And even if, even if they don't come to visit me, but they come to visit my parents, they bring us, you know, so many bags of coffee that my mom is always like, do you need to get some coffee? And I'll be like, yes, mom, give me some. And, and sometimes there's like different, um, 
brands because some of my family members or, or family or, or the friends, they know um, a a place where they actually mill it and they actually make it because they have the 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 las, las granjas, which is like the farms, right, for the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get really good beans and, and really good uh, flavors. And you know, I'm a coffee aficionado, so I if I get a bad cup of coffee when I go to a restaurant, like I'm disappointed because I'm like, oh. you know, know it's like a waste, and then you can never get that taste. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Coffee is mm-hmm. a really big deal that people don't even know what it's really supposed to taste like yeah and i've had and i've had italian um coffees and they are very good they are very nice rich aromas and and you're right you are able to tell you know the coffee is good or bad um in my travels in london that's one thing i enjoyed about london not one single place did i sit at anywhere in london that had a bad cup of joe I was amazed and I had never traveled to Italy. I hope to travel uh, in the future and do um, a little bit of a Jetson live event in Italy. And, uh, you know, you never know if we end up in the Amalfi Coast and we can do an event together. Say, where we do a combo of we could. Amalfi Coast book tour with Jetson Live. Yeah, we could totally do that uh, and bring wellness and mindfulness because, like I said, um, I do energy work and meditations as well. And it would be nice to sit down at a little cafe and enjoy the coffee and, and be able to say, oh, in Italy, there was not one single place that offered me a bad cup of joe. <laughs> Add that to the yeah, list, you know. I've, I've, I've never had a bad cup of coffee in Italy, for sure. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So, um, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping up this uh, podcast, and I'm letting you know that we are going to go ahead and have a another interview with Laura. Uh, so stay tuned to JetsonLive.com for the dates on her uh, coming on. I'm going to try to see if Mara can also come on the podcast. I actually have a podcast with her next week. Um, she's been traveling and she's finally getting back into schedule and uh, I would love to have her on the podcast with you because she has so many questions for you that she also has prepared and we can get to know more about you, more about your book, you know, more about different things, you know, that we can talk about and make it exciting for the listeners and also for us to catch up. So um, again, thank you for listening to Jetson Live. And this is Laura Condon, and her book is The International Love of the Amalfi Coast. Um, go through the episodes. Uh, there's been a couple more interviews that she's done. Go through jetsonlive.com. Go to the links. You know, look for her page. If you have questions for her, email her. You know, she is she is not one of those authors that is not obtainable. She's not one of those authors that you can't ever talk to them because you'll never be able to, you know, email them directly because there's somebody else being the paper pusher. You can actually email her and she'll answer the questions. If you buy her book uh, through the links on, on uh, over on Amazon and you can find the link at jetsonlive.com um, and you send her the receipt, she'll send you um, information on the book that is not anywhere else. So tell me about that real quick before we go ahead and, and let the listeners go. Uh, tell me what they, the bonus they get. So anybody who purchases the book will receive uh, links to the soundtrack to the book for all the music. So I have the YouTube uh, playlist that I would send somebody and also like individual links. YouTube was the only one that had all of the videos mm-hmm. 
um, and all of the songs in the in the book. Um, Spotify had some, and Amazon Music only had some, but YouTube definitely has all of them. So I have a uh, a playlist there that I email everyone, and also I email them the travel guide with the, all of the hotels and the sites with the websites and all of the music with the links and um, different places around there. So they can definitely just use the extrapolate. I've extrapolated the travel guide basically. From this is, this is actually great because, you know, like I said, for, you know, and you, and you have uh, really good uh, reviews in Amazon and you are one of, of the best sellers also on Amazon. And it's so much fun that you are able to go ahead and give that to your readers and to those who have purchased a book by simply just sending a copy of the receipt that they purchased it and you're able to get that travel guide. And it's like it's already been, you know, you don't have to like highlight it on the book. You're going to have it. Uh, and that's so exciting because when you do take a trip to Italy, you are able to go ahead and go to those places and see exactly what Lorenzo and uh, Mariana were seeing. So um, that's fun. That's so exciting. I love that. I love the excitement of that, especially yeah, when it comes to traveling. It's a really fully immersive virtual experience. And so as you're reading the book and you come across these songs, you can just like, you know, click on YouTube and click the next video to go and see and listen to that song. Because most mm -hmm. people are not going to know all of these songs. No, or the artist involved. So right. and your book does mention a lot of artists and a lot of different songs. So it's wonderful that, you know, with the purchase of the book, they're able to go ahead and send you a simple email. You, you give them the, the links to the, the YouTube song so they can listen to the songs as they read. Um, they can experience the song as they read. Maybe they already had a favorite that you mentioned. Maybe they listen to it and they're like, oh, my gosh, I love this song. And it becomes their favorite. Or like you said, the travel guide is a humongous bonus because they're able to see all the places that were visited on the book by the two characters and experience that themselves if they wanted to go to Italy or even if they just want to do some research on the areas. Yeah, definitely. You know, as you're reading it, you can press one of the, the hotel links and look at the hotel as I'm describing it to you. Mm. That's wonderful. It's like, yeah, it's mm, I want to stay in this room. <laughs> yeah. That's actually that's actually kind of fun for people who are a little bit more visual and they're like, what were they looking? You know, what were they seeing? Yeah. You know, um, so that's, who that's really cool. Looking to people who are really looking to go there and make this their next trip. Yeah, and the and the book, you know, it does a, a wonderful job at painting the imagery of what the characters are doing and what the characters are seeing um and i love that about it i love the way that you that you wrote some of the scenes because it does have all that substance and for those of you who when you read a book you get transported to a location you get transported to that character's life um you know as if you were dreaming it is wonderful you know because it really plays with that imagination and maybe that's when you find yourself going to bed going oh my goodness i wonder what lorenzo is doing or i wonder what mariella is doing and i need to go ahead and go back and read another page and and sip more wine or drink more coffee <laughs> or drink some water <laughs> when i was sending my mother the chapter she's like send me more send me more do you have more did you finish it send me more i'm like oh my gosh yeah and that's actually kind of fun too when when you don't know 100 percent where it's gonna go and you get those little cliffhangers 
Um, and that makes it exciting to read. So again, this is Laura Condon. This is uh, Jatson at JatsonLive.com. Um, and her book is The International Love on the Amalfi Coast. Find the book on my website, JatsonLive.com and click on the, her links. Go ahead and purchase the book. Enjoy it for yourself. Um, have the most fun reading it and know that it's more than just a romance novel. It's an inspirational story. Uh, is is uh, literally almost in a way a self-help book because you see the development of the character and maybe you yourself have things that need to develop within your own character. Um, and then it has inspirational parts. It has the travel guide. It has the music. Um, real quick before I, I, I leave as well, can you name two name? I know you said Frank Sinatra, okay? And Frank Sinatra is a favorite for a lot of people. But name another artist that you also mentioned that is not well known as much, um, but that you actually mentioned it on the book. Uh, well, I mean, not well known could depend on what you know what you listen to, but mm -hmm. Enrico Caruso is featured um, a lot in the book, and um, Bocelli, Andrea Bocelli is featured. Yeah, in the book. I love Andrea Bocelli. And Laura Fabian is featured in the book. See, I don't even know who Laura Fabian is. So for me, that would be like NXS. a new audit. Oh, it says it's on there. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's a very random soundtrack. Laura Branigan from the 80s um, with that song Gloria. Okay. Um, um, and let's see. Um, Mario Lanza, Francesco Albanese, um, uh, Maria Callas. So there's a lot. There's there's a lot of opera mm -hmm. that's, um, in there because it's talking about the stories behind the songs that every Italian American should know. And um, so, you know, a lot of people don't know what they're singing, but they've been singing these songs for decades. Yes, yes. And, and, and like you said, when they purchase a book and you give them that soundtrack, then if they don't even know the artist, now they actually can know the artist because they can just hit play on that soundtrack and be like, oh, that's what that person sings or that's that person's name. So that's that's exciting. That's fun. Um, I can't wait to do another um, interview with you. Um, I will have the dates once we go and, you know, um, figure out the schedule uh, for any any view, any listener that's out there listening to this, to this interview, where are you going to go ahead and be on again on the podcast? And again, follow me on Jetson Live. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. On TikTok, I actually go live and I read a little bit of Laura's book so you can get a little bit of sense for the characters and the storyline and just really enjoy the book. And just like you have enjoyed Laura on this interview, she is fun to talk to. She's great. Uh, you're, you're a pleasure to have on here. And I thank you so very much, Laura, for coming in. And uh, thank you for making this wonderful time for the audience, you know, that's listening uh, to you and we'll listen to you as well because the podcast can be also uh, found on our playlist so awesome thank you you're very welcome uh well have a wonderful night and thank you all the listeners for listening this is jackson and jackson live and we look forward to um having more time with you guys as well and enjoying and and with more authors enjoying with the more meditations enjoying with you know tarot readings energy work and again you can find more information at jackson thank you all right, thank you.